Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to another episode of the Girl About the Globe podcast. Today I am talking about different types of destinations for different types of solos. Stay tuned. Since I began solo travelling over two decades ago, solo travel has absolutely boomed and now there are thousands of us solo travelling the globe, but not all of us have the same interests and search for the same type of trips. So maybe you prefer adventure, beaches or seek out cultural destinations for your solo trip, whatever your interest when you travel. In this episode, I'm going to cover my favourite destinations and inspirations for different types of solos. Maybe you're new to travelling alone and you're thinking about solo travelling for the first time. Maybe you've researched, got the facts, but are feeling cautious about going by yourself. There are so many countries which are perfect for first-time solo travel. For ease of travel, choose destinations such as Australia, Greece, New Zealand, Slovenia, Thailand, Cambodia, Bali, Croatia, London, Switzerland, Italy... Spain, UK, USA, Canada, Puerto Rico or even Laos. When I travelled solo for the very first time I travelled to Australia and also came back via Thailand by myself. Australia is my top destination if you've never travelled solo before. It's an amazing country, there are so many areas to explore because it's just so huge and the people are just beyond friendly. They have a very outdoors lifestyle, they are very friendly, the language is English. The cost of living there has increased a lot since I travelled there a long time ago but Australia is very easy to get around. They have very good tourist infrastructure, buses, internal flights and as I just mentioned there are so many places to see. So if you've never travelled solo before and you're feeling a little bit intrepid about where to go by yourself I definitely recommend Australia. My second favourite from the list is Thailand. Thailand has changed dramatically in the last, I would say in the last two decades. It has become a lot more touristy so it is becoming slightly harder to seek out the true Thailand and a real authentic Thai experience. There are a lot of travellers travelling through Thailand. It attracts A lot of English tourists, um, also a lot of Australian and New Zealand tourists, and it also attracts the party solo. So if you're young or young at heart and you want to go and party and you want amazing beaches and you do still want some Buddhist culture because you can still find the culture there, then Thailand is definitely a good destination for you. If you're not into the party side of it, There are areas where you can still go in Thailand which are more cultural and are a lot quieter. So you could head north to Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai, for example, or south to some of the beaches south of Bangkok. Thailand, though, is an amazing destination if you want somewhere a little bit tropical and you have been to Australia, for example, and you want to tag on another destination to your trip, then I definitely recommend Thailand. 
Slovenia is absolutely amazing. It's a very small country, making it extremely easy to get around. Nowhere is further than two hours on a bus. The capital is very small and very walkable. There are lots of different funky tours that you can do there, from food tours to cultural tours. You can watch an open air cinema at the castle. And then for people who love adventure, you can then move on to Lake Bled, where you can do lots of different water sports and also adrenaline pumping sports. People in Slovenia do speak English, so it does make it very easy to go there. That's a very good starting point in Europe if you're unsure which destination to go, because it's quite small and because it has very good infrastructure and it's just a really lovely, beautiful destination. On the Girl About the Globe site, with all of the destination guides, every country is marked on a a star basis and out of five stars, with five stars being the highest stars and the easiest for solo travellers. Australia, for example, would get five out of five stars because of A, its ease of transport and being able to get around, B, the friendliness of the local people, and C, the fact that they speak English. At the moment, one of the current destinations on there with one star is Honduras, for example, in Central America. But then there are still touristy areas of Honduras you can go to, which are safe. So it's also on a safety aspect as well. Maybe you've travelled solo before and you're being accustomed to the world of solo travel. You're travelling the world alone and you've conquered a few countries. You've surpassed yourself by visiting countries you didn't expect to and you realise it's actually not that hard. You're ready for the next step and your feet are itching for somewhere new. If you're a seasoned solo traveller, I recommend choosing countries such as Albania, Bolivia, Israel, Jordan, Poland, Portugal, the Baltics, Uzbekistan, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, Tunisia, Turkey, Ukraine, Belarus, South Africa, Fiji, Nepal, Vietnam, Laos, South Korea, the Philippines, Cuba, Nicaragua, Mexico, Georgia or Greece. So as a seasoned solo traveller, you've probably been to the countries which are a lot easier to travel. The ones that I just mentioned, such as Australia and Thailand, it really does depend what kind of style of travelling you like for these countries. If you still want some scheduled tourism infrastructure where you know buses are going to run on time and trains are going to run on time and it's still very orderly, making it easier to get around, then countries such as Poland or Portugal or the Baltics are very good countries. With the Baltics, you can actually travel to all three of these within a couple of weeks. To get from each capital city, it only takes four hours on the bus. So the Baltics are Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia. If you're looking for somewhere just a little bit more rustic in Europe, then I definitely recommend Albania. Albania is such a surprising country. They have great nightlife. The only thing with Albania is that you never really know what time a bus is going to come and hitchhiking is one of the popular ways to get around, although obviously I don't recommend that. I have done it in the past, but I just wanted to tell you that to give you a taste of how the country is for travelling around. Albania is very surprising. If you can speak Italian, then you'll be very comfortable in Albania because they do speak Italian. Another country that's relatively easy to go to if you're a seasoned solo traveller is Uzbekistan. 
Uzbekistan is in Central Asia. It's one of the five countries nicknamed the Stans. And Uzbekistan is by far the easiest country out of all of them to travel solo to. They have tourist trains, high-speed trains. They have very good tourism infrastructure. Although a lot of the countries still speak Russian, in the tourist areas such as the, the train station and the hotels, and the tour companies, they do speak English. And there are a lot of travellers there, not travellers as in backpackers, but you do see a lot of tourists in there because they have amazing mausoleums and as a very important country on the ancient Silk Road trade route, they have amazing monuments and amazing structures. So they do draw a lot of slightly more mature tourists. But if you want to explore Central Asia, Uzbekistan is definitely a good starting place. If you want to go somewhere a little bit further afield, then I definitely recommend South Korea. It's such an amazing country. Again, it's very safe. It's very easy to navigate your way around. The South Korean language is very complicated. Even saying the word hello is very long. But if you know the words hello and thank you, and you say that to a South Korean you will just see their faces light up and they will just be smiling back at you and so grateful that you are trying to speak their language. I went there by myself and I even went out for the evening by myself because they have a very good safe nightlife area. It's just a really lovely country to go to. It's also home of Taekwondo and it's a very cultural place. You have a lot of free cultural shows and they even have little cultural exhibitions at the the airport when you arrive or when you leave. Georgia is also a country that you might not have thought about traveling to. I visited Georgia two years ago when I did Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan in one trip. Georgia is an emerging destination. It's extremely cheap and you can base yourself in the capital city, which is called Tbilisi, and then you can actually do day trips from there. And the day trips are extremely good value as well. So you can go and visit the wine country. You can go and visit an old monastery. The landscape and the scenery there is absolutely beautiful. Georgia is also known for amazing cuisine and for good wine. And again, it's if you're on a budget, it's such a good budget destination to travel to. It's very cultural and they've also got Batumi, which is on the Black Sea. So you could spend some time in Tbilisi and then travel on the train to Batumi, which is very different to the rest of Georgia. It's where the Russians come during the summer. It's kind of a Russian playground and it's a bit wacky. For me, it's similar to a very, very tiny version of Dubai and it's just very fun and very safe as a solo. Israel is also a destination that you might not have thought about traveling to. I visited Israel about six years ago. I was quite intrepid about visiting the country because of the way it's portrayed in England in the media but I had a, such an amazing time and I met some really helpful, friendly Israelis who helped me on my journey. I, I didn't come across any problems there at all. It was very humbling to be able to go into Palestine. I did some volunteering there and picked olives with the Palestinians for a couple of days and learnt a little bit more about how their life is being occupied under Israel. Politics aside, Israel is a very 
great country to travel to. Tel Aviv is such an up and coming capital city. It's a city which is right on sandy stretch of beach. Again, they have good nightlife. You can also visit Jerusalem. Jerusalem, you have the old Jerusalem and you also have the new Jerusalem and to see the contrast of the two is very special. And then you can travel south to Eliat, which is um, a very good diving destination. And if you do want to add Jordan onto your itinerary, that you can then travel from there overland across the border to Jordan. Jordan is a lot more complex to travel around. The tourism infrastructure isn't as good as Israel. They do have public buses. At the time that I travelled there, which was six years ago, they didn't have a lot of routes and the routes weren't that frequent. So I did have to hire a private driver to be able to go to the Dead Sea and to travel to the north of Amman and see Jerash and also see other areas that are very difficult to see unless you have a private driver. It's not a very cheap destination because of the fact that you have to hire a driver, but it is a good option if you're traveling to Israel and you have another week or two weeks and you'd like to see another destination. If you're a solo travel pro, maybe you've backpacked through Europe, you've camped your way through Africa, all without a guidebook. You are a hardened traveller and you are branching out to less trodden destinations, ones which you barely know about. For you, the world is your oyster. Here are my recommended destinations and inspirations for the solo travel pro. Choose destinations such as Bulgaria, Guatemala, India, Trinidad and Tobago, the Balkans, Kyrgyzstan, Rwanda, the Faroe Islands, Egypt, Morocco, Sao Tome, China, Tibet, Russia, Madagascar, Mozambique, Namibia, Papua New Guinea, North Korea, Turkmenistan, Indonesia, Japan, Senegal, Belize, Paraguay, Azerbaijan or Armenia. I think once you've travelled solo for a long period of time or you've travelled to a lot of destinations, you obviously get better at travelling and you learn from mistakes that you've made in the past. Obviously, every single country is different, so you do have to adapt to that particular country and things never really go to plan. So it's difficult to be able to plan a whole trip properly, especially if you're veering off into emerging destinations or lesser known destinations. But I think as, as a solo travel pro, You've now realised what you're into, what you're not into. You, maybe you have a bucket list of different scenery that you want to see. Maybe you've never seen lava or you want to go volcano boarding. I think your experiences become broader and you then try and find countries that match what you want to do next because you've probably ticked off every single country that you've already had in your bucket list. So this list is just a list of different countries that you might not have thought about going to and they're slightly more challenging to travel to solo. Also some of these countries are a little bit edgy as well. Obviously you've got North Korea and Turkmenistan, these two countries you cannot travel independently to. You need a tour for them. And North Korea is a very controversial destination, which I will be writing a post on controversial destinations. So it is more of a propaganda tour. But these are the kind of destinations that you want to go to to learn a little bit more about the world or see a different side of the world that you maybe haven't seen before. 
if you are thinking about venturing into West Africa, which I did last year, then I do recommend Senegal as a first destination for West Africa. Senegal is French speaking. The capital is, it feels very safe. It doesn't feel that West African. I spent time in Ghana, Togo, Benin and Cote d'Ivoire and arriving in Senegal felt like a breath of fresh air compared to these countries. It's very easy to get tours, it's very easy to base yourself in the capital city and see the Pink Lake or see the giant African, um, I think it's the African Freedom Memorial statue that they've built. It's a very intriguing country and it obviously still is West Africa but it's a bit of a mix of the modernism as well so it's it's a very good starting point for West Africa. If you can speak Portuguese then I definitely recommend traveling to Sao Tome and Principe which is in Central Africa. You can reach there from a flight from Angola. Angola is one of the most expensive countries in Africa and there isn't really that much to see so I don't really recommend Angola. But obviously that's just my opinion. To go to Sao Tome, you can fly to Sao Tome from Lisbon. Portugal have a direct flight. And Sao Tome is a really beautiful island. It's obviously African, but you've got people speaking Portuguese. The south of the island is extremely tropical. It's a very wild kind of rainforest, jungly landscape and then you travel to the north of the island and it's a lot drier and it has a very different culture there. It's a very interesting island if you've never thought about traveling to Africa before and as I said if you can speak Portuguese but you don't need to speak Portuguese if you do have a tour guide. India, you might have even been to India before if you're a solo travel pro but because India is so vast there are so many areas the south of India is meant to be a lot easier for girls travelling alone to visit. I've only been to the north of India, so it really depends on what you want to see, whether you want the beaches and you want to go to Goa, or whether you want to see the Taj Mahal and base yourself in Delhi and then travel to Agra. Then there's also Russia. As a solo travel pro myself, I travelled to Russia for the first time last year. I was very nervous about travelling to Russia again because of what I've heard about it and I did struggle in Russia. I didn't struggle with getting around because it's very easy in Moscow, they have a good metro system, also in St. Petersburg and travelling between the two you can travel by, by train and it takes approximately six hours, there's slower trains and faster trains but obviously people don't speak English and the culture there is very different to what I've experienced in other countries, having lived in Colombia and Spain and England and Australia. The reception that you get from people is not very warm. So I think as a solo traveller, it's very easy to feel isolated there. Even though there is a lot to see, St. Petersburg is absolutely beautiful and it's built on a canal system and the architecture there is just absolutely stunning. Again, it has very good nightlife, but if you do stay for a long time, then you will feel isolated if you are by yourself. If you've travelled through Central America and you haven't yet visited Belize, then I do recommend Belize. Belize is the only English-speaking country in Central America. It has the coastline, it has really good diving, there's the Blue Hole there which is this famous diving spot in the world. They have a couple of islands where you can go and you can snorkel with whales 
and stingrays. It has a very Caribbean feel to it. The islands have a very Caribbean feel to it with colourful little shacks and loud music everywhere and fried chicken being sold. The mainland is very different and the mainland is definitely marketing itself to a adventure traveller. When I was there, there was so much adventure that I did. There's a lot of ruins there. There are ruins in the caves. There's a cave called an ATM cave where you have to basically go through water into a cave and then you see these old Mayan ruins. You can also go waterfalling inside caves as well and you can abseil off the black hole. You can stay in a tree house and you can just listen to the howler monkeys at night. It is a very interesting country and because they speak English, if you're a native English speaker, it is very easy to be able to communicate. It's very colourful, there are lots of wildlife there and they're also known for quite a lot of the, the, the big cats. But it is a bit tricky to get around so you do really need a tour for places like Belize. I think once you become a solo travel pro you do find that the countries that you haven't visited yet are a little bit more challenging so maybe in some instances it's easier to take a tour whether you take a tour for the whole duration or you just take a few day tours in the area. What if you're into a certain activity such as adventure? As I just mentioned Belize is amazing for adventure got Costa Rica with the zip lining, Namibia for parasailing over dunes. Namibia is one of my favourite countries in Africa. New Zealand, you have Queenstown where you can do the original bungee jump, which is what I did off the original bridge. You can skydive, there's so much you can do in New Zealand. Peru, you can go paragliding. Slovenia for Lake Bled, Switzerland, Interlaken. Thailand is also quite good for adventure. It's very good for diving, but it's also very good for climbing. But maybe all you want to do is just lie on a beach and soak up some white sand and listen to the sea. If that kind of destination is what you're looking for, then look at Aruba in the Caribbean. It's a stunning little island. It's one of the ABC islands and they have their own language there. Australia, the Caribbean, obviously. Costa Rica has some amazing beaches on the Caribbean side. Gran Canaria, if you can speak Spanish, even if you can't, then you could go to the Canary Islands, which are a group of islands off the coast of Africa. St. Lucia in the Caribbean. St. Lucia has fantastic beaches and it's also amazing for wellness because they have in, they have volcanic mud where you can just go and bathe in the volcanic mud out in the open. Thailand also for beaches but I'd say the most amazing beach I've ever seen it has to be in the Maldives and the Maldives is obviously geared up to honeymooners I went there on my honeymoon and more to couples but if you just want to get away from it all and you just want an amazing beach and you don't want to talk to anyone then the Maldives would be a good choice. What about if you're on a budget? So maybe you love to travel and you spend all of your spare cash on your next trip. You're constantly looking at ways to save money on your travels and you seek out budget destinations and free things to do so that your money goes further. For cheap travel destinations, I would choose countries such as Poland. I went to Krakow last year and I absolutely loved it. I recommend it thoroughly for solo female travellers. It's extremely cheap. You can have a menu of the day for £5. And there are so many things to do and so many things to learn. It's very safe and there are lots of different people to meet there as well. Definitely recommend Krakow and Poland. Kosovo, 
is so cheap. Ukraine is such an interesting country and extremely cheap as well. And as I mentioned before, the Baltics, which is Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Estonia, I would say, has more social aspect to it, but there are free walking tours that you can do there where you just give a donation at the end. Bolivia is also a very cheap country to travel to, Bulgaria, Georgia, as I mentioned, India, and also Thailand. If you're looking for a city break and you prefer the bright lights of the city and like to just get sightseeing and see as much as you can when you travel to a city, then how about considering somewhere like Tokyo, New York, London, San Francisco, Hong Kong, Sydney and Dubai. Of course, these are all the most popular cities to travel to. Other cities are Barcelona, which I am a bit biased because I lived there for two years. So much going on, I haven't even seen a third of the tourist attractions in Barcelona. So much to see there. Belfast in Northern Ireland is a very surprising city. I loved my time in Belfast. I found it extremely friendly, especially in St George's Market when locals were talking to me. There is a lot to see. It's very big on maritime history. That was where the Titanic was built. It's a very fascinating city to travel to. Buenos Aires, if you're traveling to South America, Buenos Aires is such a vibrant capital city. There's also three walking tours you can do there as well and lots of other different tours. Hong Kong is a very vibrant city. I'd also put it on the same level as Singapore as well, but Singapore is an extremely clean, safe city. I definitely recommend visiting Singapore and also tying on Hong Kong if you're in Asia. If you're traveling to Europe, then Kiev is a very good city to explore. So much history there from the Soviet history and also the war history and the buildings with the Russian Orthodox churches are stunning. So many different tours you can do there for the day and you can also combine that with a trip to Odessa which is on the Black Sea where you can travel by overnight train from Kiev. They don't speak English so it can be slightly challenging to get around but it's a great for city. One of my absolute favourite cities in the world is Rio de Janeiro. It's one of those places where you can't believe you're there, where you've seen the pictures of the Christ the Redeemer statue or Sugarloaf Mountain. It's one of those pinch yourself moments and I personally cannot wait to get back to Rio. I have a post on my site which talks about where I stayed in Rio, where I stayed in Botafato and I felt the area to be very safe. I was worried about safety when I went there but I absolutely loved it. Another surprising city for me is Oslo in Norway, the capital of Norway. Very clean, extremely safe. People speak English there even better than some English people do. Obviously a very expensive country to travel to, but it's such a surprising capital city. If you love nature, there are some absolutely amazing places out there. For nature lovers, choose countries such as Costa Rica, Ecuador, Dominica, Nicaragua, Bolivia is one of the most amazing places that I've been to for landscape. If you love lakes, then head to Malawi, Peru, Rwanda, Slovenia, Chile or Iceland also has some amazing nature spots. For jungle lovers, Papua New Guinea, Belize, the Amazon, Peru or Borneo, Costa Rica. If you love deserts, that's my absolute favourite. Head to Morocco, Tunisia, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Egypt, Mongolia or Chile. For tea plantations, Kenya, Cameron Highlands in Malaysia, India and Sri Lanka. Or if it's on your bucket list to see the Northern Lights, 
Then how about a trip to Scotland, Iceland, Greenland, Norway, Finland, Sweden, Canada, Russia or Alaska? If you love cuisine, then how about France, Japan, Lisbon in Portugal, Mexico, Thailand, Vilnius in Lithuania or Italy, of course. And for the chocolate lover, Belgium, Ecuador, Granada, the Ivory Coast or Switzerland. If you're a coffee lover like me, then Brazil, Colombia, Costa Rica, Ethiopia, Guatemala and Panama should be on your list. For the spiritual and wellness girl about the globe, head to Armenia, Montserrat in Spain, India, Nepal, Mecca, Jerusalem, or even England for Stonehenge and Avebury. You've also got the Vatican, or you could do the Camino de Santiago. For yoga, head to Tulum in Mexico, India, and Portugal. And for hot springs and healing mud, you can't find anywhere better than Iceland, Greenland, Bulgaria, Costa Rica or St Lucia. If you love animals, then Africa is the place to take a safari. The best ones are in South Africa, Namibia or Botswana. To go gorilla trekking and see primates, then how about Uganda, Rwanda, Cameroon, Gabon, Borneo or even Gibraltar to see the monkeys of the Gibraltar rock. For Komodo dragons, head to Komodo Island in Indonesia. Pandas, China, camels, you can go to Egypt, Mombasa and Mongolia, elephants, Sri Lanka and Thailand, but make sure that you do do a ethical elephant sanctuary if you do visit them in a sanctuary. And obviously the Galapagos Islands for giant tortoises and an array of different bird life and species and iguanas. There are so many different diving spots in the world. If you're an ocean girl about the globe, you can choose from the Great Barrier Reef, the Ningaloo Reef, which is also in Australia, Koh Tao in Thailand, the Philippines, Indonesia, Egypt, Paolo, Micronesia, Mauritius, the Maldives, Gozo, which is in Malta, Utila in Honduras, Grenada or Samoa. If you love wildlife and you want to do some whale watching or dolphin watching, then head to Canada, Kaikoura in New Zealand, Madeira, Portuguese island, Argentina, Gibraltar, Mexico and the Philippines. If it's surfing that you love, then head to Fuerteventura in the Canary Islands, Portugal, Peru or Indonesia. For kite surfing, choose Cadiz in Spain, Bonaire or the Dominican Republic. Maybe you just want to sail around the islands. So if you're a sailing girl about the globe, you could choose destinations such as Turkey, Croatia, Greece, the Whitsundays or the Caribbean. There really are so many different destinations depending on what type of traveller you are. This just covers a few of the most popular types of traveller. You've also got the dance solo, the party and festival solo, shopping and market solo. You might be into snowboarding and winter sports or you might just be a student solo and looking for other destinations to find places where you can meet other students on your travels. For more information, if you head to what type of solo are you on the Girl About the Globe website, you'll find destinations for any kind of interest that you're into. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.